Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. Jim Harbaugh has been busy. Since his new contract was finalized, Harbaugh has worked to fill out his staff for next football season. We bring you up to speed on the new hires and other news within the program on this episode of Wolverine Confidential. All right, guys, good to be talking to you on this Tuesday morning. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward, long, awkward silence there as I, as I welcome my, my co-host here, but so be it. We've got some things to talk about here. The football staff for Jim Harbaugh is starting to, to take shape. And, you know, there's a few names to talk about, but the biggest one, most important one is, is his new defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald. I'm going to run through his resume real quick. And then Aaron can tell me if I, if I left out anything, because I want to get his thoughts, given that, you know, he talked to several of the coaches that McDonald worked for especially earlier in his career. But again, 33 years old, was a high school assistant. Yeah, 33, not 35, as several press releases have uh, have stated. I, okay, I yeah. 33 years old. Yes, that, you know, I wrote that. I, and I, yet after just when I did that, I was like, wait, wait, I thought I saw 35. So it's good to know I'm not crazy that I did see that. Um, all right, it determines whether he's older or younger than me. So this is, this is a big deal. Either way, solid age to have success uh, as a football coach or a podcaster. Yeah, high school assistant, you know, during his early college years, then while he was at Georgia, you know, on on staff there in various roles, and then went from there to the NFL, to the Baltimore Ravens, where he took on various jobs as well over the course of seven years, most recently as linebackers coach. Aaron, you can tell me if I forgot anything and then also answer this question. What did you learn about McDonald from talking to some of his former bosses you know, about what to expect from him in Ann Arbor? Yeah, you, you pretty much nailed it. He's had a quick rise, which is something uh, former Georgia head coach Mark Rick told me over the phone last week. It's it's kind of a rare, rare one. Rarely do you see a guy that not only didn't play college football, you know, latch on to a, a GA job at Georgia like he did under Rick, but quickly get to the NFL. And that's kind of what he's done. Uh, he, he took on an internship with the Baltimore Ravens back in 14 after a couple of years at, at Georgia. And he stuck with the Ravens and, and John Harbaugh ever since. It's clear from talking to a couple of these folks. I spoke to Rick. I spoke to Zaria Smith, a uh, former former, or he is a, a high school football coach in the state of Georgia. He was uh, Mike's high school football coach. Uh, he was the same coach that Mike kind of worked with when he was a high school football coach when he went to Georgia. Both said similar things. He's a smart guy. Uh, he understands the game of football. He's more of an X's and O's guy, um, but he's well liked. They didn't have a bad thing to say about him. In fact, Smith, the high school coach, called him a super genius, and he said it on several occasions. So they, there's obviously a lot of high, high regard for his, his IQ, which clearly is probably what Jim Harbaugh sees, you know, has been told and, and sees in him. You know, he's, so he's had, a, he's had a quick upward trajectory, uh, hasn't had a ton of experience in college behind, besides the couple of years as GA at Georgia, but he's, he's worked under some, you know, some intelligent guys. You know, Todd Grantham was the defensive coordinator at Georgia when McDonald was there. Grantham is now defensive coordinator in Florida. He worked under Rick. He's worked under John Harbaugh and, and under this, you know, the Ravens, as we all know, is they've had, a, they've had a stellar defense in the last, gosh, almost seems like decade. Um, mm-hmm. So he's had some, you know, he's been around some good players, he's been around some good football lines. And obviously there's, there's a belief there that he could become that next, uh, you know, smart defensive coordinator. Ryan, I don't expect you to like have a, a strong take on the linebackers coach from the Baltimore Ravens, but just from what we do know already and his age. Yeah. What some of the things that Aaron just said, that side of the ball needs work for sure for Michigan. What is your like thought on this, 
on, on getting McDonald. I, I mean, I, th- I think it's an interesting hire. I, I think when Michigan fired Don Brown and everyone compiled their, their top list replacement candidates, I don't think many mentioned Mike McDonald at all on their list. I'm going gonna, gonna to stop you right there for a second, because on this very podcast, Ryan, you said someone on the Ravens out for that Baltimore Ravens staff. And while I didn't mention McDonald, no, you said <laughs> I could tell you that was the guy I had in mind, folks. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it it's was. Fun, it's funny you say that. Hashtag sources. It's funny you said, because after you mentioned that, you know, I went back and, and looked at the Ravens coaching staff. This is before McDonald's even hired. I, I looked at the defensive you know, coaching staff of the Ravens, and he wasn't the name I was glued to. It was Jesse Minter, and I think there was another name there. That, and McDonald's was kind of like third or fourth down the line. So while it certainly made sense that Jim would look to his brother's staff, McDonald wasn't this flashy guy that, like you said, Ryan, that everyone was wanting to talk about or boast about. So it's, it's certainly, you know, it, it's an interesting name. And I, I, I think I was expecting them to hire with someone with a little bit more experience. But like Aaron mentioned, I mean, the results he's had with the Ravens have been impressive with, with him developing younger players and, and how, how they've ranked in the NFL since he's been there. But, I mean, I've always felt that it's a lot easier to contribute to a unit success when, when you're not the one in charge. And then when, when you take over, it's a brand new ball game. So I mean, we'll see if Michigan still hands him the keys to run the defense completely. But it's a high risk, high reward. I think higher for for Michigan. I agree there uh, with the high risk, high reward thing because I I don't know what to think about this hire. I, I really don't. I, I think there's obviously potential there. There's a high ceiling with him just because because of the unknown. You don't know what he can bring in. We're also not privy to all the behind the scenes dealings. We don't know what Jim Harbaugh has been told about Mike McDonald. We don't know his plan, his scheme, what he what he necessarily brings to the table because really we haven't seen it before. Yes, he was a GA right. Georgia, so he has some some experience in the college game. Hasn't recruited a ton. Hasn't had to go out and get guys. Hasn't necessarily had to develop guys because in the NFL it's a different it's a different beast. Yes, you're drafting players, you're bringing guys in, and yes, you're working to make get them better. But the professional athletes, they're very good to begin with. They they have a job, they know how to do it, and they, and they either succeed or they don't. Coaches, I don't think have as much impact in the game at, at the pro level as they do at the college level. So. It's going to be. I'm, I'm curious to see how it works out. Like you said, Ryan, I do think you might need some a, a co-defensive coordinator, right-hand man, maybe not the co-DC label, but someone he can lean on for help, whether that's Brian G. Mary, whether that's some, someone else, maybe perhaps Michigan brings in. I, I don't know, but it's going to be interesting to see how this works out just because he's never been a coordinator before. It's been seven or eight years since he's been at the college level, which has totally changed pretty much since. It's gonna it's gonna be a fascinating thing to play out. It reminds me a little bit of the Josh Gaddis hire, where you know this kind of this kind of came out of nowhere. It's someone Harbaugh's been paying attention to, but finally decided to pull the trigger on. I think the jury's still out on Gaddis. I'm not going to call him a failure just yet, but it, it, keep in mind he had co-offensive coordinator experience before he got to Michigan. McDonald doesn't. It's going to be something to watch. Uh, it's a fascinating hire. It's a fascinating decision. I, I'm curious to learn more and hear maybe more about Jim's rationale for, for hiring Mike. It's a lot different than when they hired Don Brown, when you knew what you were going to get from, from Don Brown, just because he's, he's been there, been around for a while and you know, the type of defense he runs and which is definitely not the case with McDonald. So it'll give us a lot to write about here this off season. It makes me wonder too, what type of, and I mentioned you know, what type of defense he's going to run. Baltimore's heavy on the three, four front. Maybe they decide to go that way. Heavy linebackers, I don't know, but it certainly I think signals a, a certainly a drastic change in what Don Brown brought and presented 
you know, we'll, we'll see here once we once we talk to him here, probably within the next few months, what is what his game plan is going forward. We also need to see how these these rest of these hires play out on the defensive side of the ball. They're still making hires. There's still some unknowns. And I think that's going to certainly factor into how Michigan, you know, dials things up schematically. Yeah, but having an offensive coordinator at 37, a defensive coordinator at 33 years old, um, and replacing, of course, a defensive coordinator, Don Brown, who was, who was 65, uh, nearly twice uh, McDonald's age. I'm not saying that was Harbaugh's plan. All right, let me get rid of my oldest dude and bring in a super young guy. But it is interesting they're getting younger. Um, and another example of that is with the running backs coach, Mike Hart. He's 34. He has a s- experience at Eastern Michigan, Western Michigan, Syracuse, and then most recently, uh, Indiana. But now he comes back, former running back at the school. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. There was some beef between Hart and Harbaugh. Now that's over a decade old, as far as after Harbaugh made his, his comments about, you know, the academic standards at, at Michigan compared to the school he was currently at, Stanford, and Hart kind of fired back. You're not a Michigan man. And obviously, they've they've buried that hatchet and, you know, now have, have you know joined forces on, on the Michigan staff. I think this one is a little more clear cut as far as, you know, grading this higher. I mean, I think it's an A plus. I mean, for all the reasons I mentioned, his success at pre at previous stops and, you know, his ties to the program, his youth, you know, I just always assume that makes you maybe potentially a better recruiter. Yeah. I just, you know, he, he's certainly going to, going to sell the program as hard as he can. He loves it. So yeah, I'm jumping in first to say, I give this higher uh, an, an A plus, but what do you guys think? Yeah, I, I, I am a little bit more sold on this one. Uh, I do think he'll bring something from the, to the recruiting table. Um, that, but that's not to say Jay Harbaugh hasn't. I think he's done a very good job recruiting the last couple of years. Um, Mike's different, I think, in the regards that he just has the experience. He obviously played at Michigan. That'll probably help with in-state recruiting, something Michigan has struggled with here the last few years. So I, I think that could be a boon. And I, I do think Mike has done a decent job at developing talent. I mean, I thought he did a decent job with Stevie Scott. Uh, and that was production did trail off here the last couple of years, but he was still a all big 10 back in Indiana. Uh, he rushed for, I think, a thousand yards as, as a, as a freshman or sophomore early in his career. So he, he certainly put the numbers up. Um, I, I, but I, I do think this was a recruiting play. I think this is something to add kind of energy to the program, get Michigan going again with in-state recruits. And I, I don't think it was a bad hire. I think it was, it, it was a hire that if it was available to you, you make just for obvious reasons. But I do think the jury is still out on Mike Harp to some degree. Yes, he's he's been you know been successful other stops. So there's EMU, Western, Syracuse, um, but he's he's got to prove himself now in terms of developing uh, some of these backs that Michigan's been able to bring in and turn them into NFL draft capable guys. Something Michigan can't say they've done here in a, here in a long time. Yeah, that, that's exactly why I think uh, they brought in in Mike Hart. Not so much for the for the recruiting aspect because Jay Harbaugh has actually done a pretty good job recruiting running back since he's taken over. But the biggest criticism of him has been he hasn't been able to develop these guys. I mean, but yeah, the mission hasn't had a running back drafted since Mike Hart in 2008. So obviously they are, are definitely lacking in development at that position. And I think with Mike Hart's experience, uh, had a little brief stint in the NFL, has a little bit better track record developing running backs than, than Jay Harbaugh. I think that's the the main reason why he was hired because yeah, Michigan just needs more production out of that position given the talent they are bringing in on a yearly basis. There's other coaching news I want to get to, but since we're talking running backs, heck of a segue. Yeah, let's talk, <laughs> let's, talk let's talk about some of the comings and goings, I guess. And the, you know, the biggest name and the, and the latest news is Zach Charbonnet. Um, you just finished his sophomore season as uh, entered the transfer portal. Zook, I saw a tweet from you, you know, to the news saying like, you know, not surprising given you had a, you know, true freshman last year in Blake Corum, 
um, you know, get a fair amount of carries um, and, and, and flash some potential. Got, you know, a, a highly touted prospect coming in and Donovan Ed- Edwards. But still, I don't know. Charbonnet was, you, you know, in college, especially like there's going to be a stable of backs. You know, he looked like the best guy at times during his career. So I don't think you can just say this was strictly, I'm not saying your take was wrong. I just mean, I don't think you can say strictly based on what we saw in the field. It was obvious that he'd want to leave. I'm sure there were, there were just other factors too. But either way, it's, it's a loss for the Wolverine running back room, is it not? Yeah, I mean, Charbonnet's two years here in Ann Arbor have been really awkward, I think. It's been really weird. Like, he came in as this highly touted prospect, four-star, borderline five. They thought he was going to come come in right away and, and play well. He comes in his freshman, true freshman year, gets a ton of carries in one of his first few games he plays, and rushes for 100 yards, and he, he's, he's shown, you know, that capability. Production drops off. There's rumors about injuries. He's beat up, whatever the case may be, and that, that came somewhat true as, as we came to find out. Um, but then he enters his sophomore year, and there's a ton of backs in the room, as we, as we saw. They're Michigan reviewing three to four regularly. They had a new true freshman come in, and Blake Corm, who Josh Gaddis recruit, helped recruit and really liked. So it, it's one of those it's those situations where he probably wanted to be the featured back. And this, I'm speaking for him. This is all you know guessing at this point. But I'm guessing he wanted to be the main back. He didn't get that opportunity. He wants to go somewhere else to do that. And that's the problem you run into when you have a – you know, you, you run multiple backs like they did this last year. You risk alienating someone or multiple people, and then you're losing them. Maybe that's what Michigan wanted to do. I don't know. But the result is Zach Charbonnet didn't get the carries he wanted. He didn't turn up the production, and he's, he's decided to look elsewhere. I don't necessarily think it's going to be a, a major loss for Michigan just because of what they have coming in and what they still have remaining. You know, Hassan Haskins is still there. Blake Corman's coming back for another year. Donovan Edwards is is coming in. I expect them to be you know, a major contributor right away. There's still guys there. So it's not like this, they're going to lose a ton of production, but they do lose someone that they, they know they can rely on. Not only the run game, but I thought – I thought Charbonnet was very good in pass protection, and they they tend to lean on him quite a bit for that. So he's they're going to it's going to be a key loss, but I, I don't think it's necessarily a a major drop off either. What Michigan probably can get in twenty twenty one. Yeah, you you didn't really see much. Uh, I mean, he only had nineteen carries last year, but you didn't really see uh, much development and 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 him take the the next step from his freshman year. He had that seventy yard run touchdown run in, in the opener but then after that I mean he had overall 19 carries for 124 yards so outside of that 70 yard run he really didn't do much in production wasn't really involved in, in the passing game very often so I, I think what you saw from from Haskins and Blake Corum last year and then now knowing that you have Blake or uh, Donovan Edwards coming in with those three guys you should be able to form a nice little rotation again if you want to do that or hopefully get a, a number one back to establish himself out of there. So I, I think the writing on the wall here was, has been there for, for a little bit. And and now that uh, Edwards is coming on board and, and Astons and, and Quorum are back, I think, yeah, the, the news wasn't that surprising to me. Well said all around. Uh, yeah. I mean, you see that 6.5 yards, yards per carry, but that, <laughs> that cuts in half essentially if you, you know, take away that 70 yard run. So yeah. Something on that regard too. One more thing, you know, we talk about the rotation Michigan used, you know, this past year, we still never really got a clear answer on where that edict came down from, whether that was a Jay Harbaugh decision to use those backs regularly, or if that was Jim Harbaugh and Josh Gaddis calling that, I, I don't know. But if it was a Jay Harbaugh decision, and perhaps it was just because of, you know, he helps recruit some of these guys, bring them in. You wonder if that thinking line of thinking changes 
with Mike Hart coming in as, as a running backs coach? Does he go to one featured back? Does he does he rely on a couple guys? I think that's going to be a key. I think here going forward in terms of how they how they want to utilize the running backs. Seems like I mentioned there's other coaching hires. Nothing uh, uh, official, but it seems like Michigan is on the verge of of, of you know get plucking a guy from you know within the within the Big Ten to join the the defensive side of the ball. What is the latest on that? Yeah, a report Monday nights, several reports uh, Monday night said George Hilo, a special teams coordinator, inside linebackers coach at Maryland, has been hired by Michigan to coach safeties. Uh, that was the position re- recently coached by uh, Bob Shoup. Uh, he was signed to a two-year deal last January. As we, I think most of us know by now, uh, Shoup has not been coaching hands-on pretty much all, all of last season. He was coaching remotely. Uh, we were told it was due to personal reasons. Haven't been, haven't been given real a real answer or clarification as to what that is. Uh, he does still have a year left on his contract, but I would presume if that was going to continue, as in him coaching remotely, I would I would presume Jim Harbaugh is electing to move on from him, which makes sense with this hire. Hilo is another younger guy. I haven't gotten an age on him yet, but he's only really been an assistant, full-time assistant coach at the college level for the last three years. Whereas last year at Maryland, he was a safeties coach at Colorado State in 2018-2019. And then before that, he was a GA, two years at Colorado State, two years at Georgia. Again, another connection with Georgia there. Uh, he had just missed Mike McDonald. Uh, he started uh, the year after McDonald left the Ravens. Hilo worked under Jeremy Pruitt. Again, you know, Mark Richt was there. Hilo was also a GA at Florida State under Jimbo Fisher in 2013. He also interned at Alabama in 2012 under Nick Saban. So another guy, younger guy, SEC ties, that kind of that tree from Georgia with McDonald. It, it, it makes sense. Um, I, I'm curious to see where you know where strength lies, whether it's developing, whether it's recruiting. But I, I do think there there seems to be a pattern there here with the hires, as you mentioned. You point out earlier, Andrew, it's, it's more youth, perhaps more energy, especially in the defensive side of the ball. It looks like they're going to try and you know recruit the South more, perhaps Georgia, Florida. So it, we're starting to see kind of the shape of of this this plan. I think Harbaugh has moving forward for the the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, another another inexperienced coach joining the staff possibly. I, I think at some point you're going to see Harbaugh add somewhat more of a veteran coach to this staff this offseason just because I feel like you, you you kind of need to do that. You can't just surround yourself with all a bunch of a bunch of young guys. So I we'll, we'll still see, but I, I feel like there's still something more to to be going on in this this offseason. I wonder that's if that's where Brian Jean Mary, the, the the linebackers coach, comes in. You know, we, we've seen that as I mentioned earlier, he has co he has defensive coordinator experience before. He is a little older. He still has time left on his contract. You wonder if Harbaugh is considering keeping him. You know, if that's the case, where does McDonald fit in? Because McDonald obviously coaches linebackers. Maybe they do it both, kind of like Don Brown did with with Gene Mary. Uh, we'll see. The the jury still remains out on Sean Nua, defensive line coach. Do they keep him? We'll see. I mean, there's there's a lot of puzzle pieces here to figure out and, and decide on because, like you said, it's not over with. But yeah, the experience I think is going to certainly be a, have to be a factor here going forward. I mean, you can't just throw a bunch of young guys out there, <laughs> several of which have never really worked together before, and just expect them to put together a top-notch defense. I think this is going to be something that it's going to take a year or two for them to kind of put together. Whether Harbaugh has that going that amount of time, I guess remains to be seen. But it's it's certainly a, a mismatch of of different guys here. 
I see youth, energy, fresh ideas. You know, you guys see inexperience and <laughs> unpreparedness. Uh, of course, I'm exaggerating your your takes, but uh, yeah, no, absolutely, will be will be uh, interesting to to watch going forward. We'll have more coverage of any news that breaks on mlive.com/wolverines and uh, more podcasts as well, focusing on the the basketball team later this week. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.